Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. I think today I've probably got the most verses I've ever had in a sermon before. And uh, Peter has graciously listed them out for me because otherwise you'd be shuffling through your Bibles for the next 20 odd minutes. Um, and, um, and so I think I, we'll see how we go with this, okay? Uh, let me pray before we start. Lord, we just thank you today. You are so good. And Lord, we pray that you would be lifted high in our lives this week, that you would do great things. You would stretch us and grow us in new ways. And Lord, we pray your word would strengthen us today and sharpen us as you intend in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've had one word, it's a very small word, going through my head all week. And the word is if. If. It's not, not a difficult word. Anyone can say it. And, uh, but I've had that going through my head because I've just been dwelling on the fact that is God's laws and promises, both curses and blessings, are these things conditional? Is the grace of God conditional? Is healing conditional? Is the freedom that we look forward to as believers conditional? Uh, are bad things going to happen or are they conditional on certain things? And, and so what I was dwelling on this week and want to explore today is whether these things are conditional and some promises of God are conditional. And so I want to start by reading Matthew chapter 18.35. And it says... My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. And this is talking about the ramifications if we don't forgive other people. It's saying we won't be forgiven. So there is a big if in this passage, isn't there? And what I want to remind you today is take notice of the ifs. In fact, so much so, I've got it printed up here. You know, I'm not really one for paraphernalia. A lot of pastors, preachers, they get all sorts of fancy things. I've only ever done one before, and that was a big zucchini that we grew at home. It was a huge zucchini, wasn't it? And so I manufactured a sermon to fit a zucchini. You didn't know that, but that's really all that was about. But anyway, today, today, I want you to remember this word here. Reason being is because... Even though the gospel is free, even though Jesus is free for anyone who comes and runs to him, there is an if. And Scripture actually talks a lot about the ifs of our behaviour, of our faith, of our obedience to see the blessing released or to see freedom or to see healing. Or if you look at it even in a natural sense, if... I run out on the road when cars are coming, something's going to happen. That is the natural laws. I tested the natural laws yesterday. 
I ran 20 Ks and I didn't drink enough water. And Karen can tell you for two hours, I sort of flopped on the couch, a bit dehydrated. But if you don't drink enough water and you run, you're going to, your body's going to tell you something. We can't fight against these natural laws, can we? Neither can we fight against spiritual laws. They are just as powerful. And so therefore, if we go about holding unforgiveness, like this first passage says, then the Lord holds unforgiveness against us. Can you believe that? Now, in a day where grace is taught fantastically, and even in modern day contemporary churches, sometimes we are tempted to dumb down the ramifications of sin. The gospel doesn't talk like that. There is an if. There is an if in life. Just like there's an if in the natural life, if we don't look after ourselves, we will probably get sick. That's a big if, if we don't look after ourselves. But if we do, we will be blessed. We will be healthy. And so let's have a look at a few more. 1 Peter 3.10 says, For the Scriptures say, you have to say that word when I hold this thing up. Otherwise, I'm going to look really silly. Say it again. You want to enjoy life and see many happy days. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. This is a powerful if. Now, if you get rid of the if and you say, okay, what happens if I don't do these things? Then we can have a look at the ramifications of not obeying the if are big. And I believe that many of us believers are suffering the ramifications of not listening to the ifs because we haven't taken notice. Sometimes we think that if we get to know Jesus and we come to church and, and we do certain things, then we're going to be hovered protection all over our lives in every area. Everything will be blessed. But that's not what the Bible says. There will be sufferings. There will be trials. But he will never let go of our hand. That's what Bible says. And so we can be assured that He's walking through those trials. He's walking through the sufferings. However, there are promises. And so I thought I'd start with the two bad verses and then get on to the good verses, okay? So there's a pile of them. Do you know that a lot of what Jesus said in the New Testament had ifs? If you look up the amount of ifs, you're going to find hundreds of them. The Old Testament is absolutely covered in them. Deuteronomy is full of them, both good and bad. If you do this, you will be blessed. If you do this, you will be cursed. Now, we as New Testament believers believe that Jesus has taken the ultimate curse. All our sin, our sickness has been planted on Jesus. But there is a way of living in Jesus to maintain the if. If we forget about that and we, we are just glib and we don't take these things seriously, then the if applies. And so we need to be living in the new covenant to activate that promise. If we're not living in that new covenant, in the spirit, in faith, then the if is going to apply to us. And so let's look at some other verses. Luke 17 verse 6 says, And the Lord said, If... You had faith like a mustard seed. You would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Now, this is not something I've ever seen. I've got lots of fig trees that I would love to command to just be uprooted and go somewhere else. 
So I haven't reached this. However, there is a big if. And it's like a dangled carrot of faith that actually the words of Jesus are saying, if we will do certain things, anything is possible. Anything is possible for those who believe. Deuteronomy 28.2, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. You obey the Lord your God. All these blessings and all these promises will overtake you. I mean, how good does that sound? Blessings, promises overtaking you. That means there's so many, you can't keep up with them. There's so many blessings and so many good promises coming about if we will obey Him. So if we're being disobedient, if we just take a mathematical equation on this thing, if we have a look at this scientifically, we can conclude then if we don't obey the Lord our God, then blessings will not come upon us and overtake us. So if we are not seeing blessings overtake us and come upon us, then maybe we can have a look at our obedience level. Because the if often equals obedience. The if often equals faith. And so sometimes we miss this word if because in, in our modern lifestyle, we don't like the ifs. We, we like to believe something and, and just run with it despite consequences. But there are consequences to the kingdom. Now, the grace of God is free. Let me just state that and plant that as the waver across everything else I say. If anyone wants Jesus, he is free, if they're willing, because it's a free will. So if they're willing to respond to Jesus, then they'll get him for free. And it's the same with many things, the grace of God, the power of God. All of these things are free. We don't have to pay any money. We don't have to do anything other than just want Him. And that's the if, that our human heart desires God. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him or her and will dine with them, he and he with me. This is a powerful one because many of us would say we want to get closer to God. We want to hear his voice more. We want more of his leading. Maybe some have said, oh, I can't hear God. I can never hear God. Well, just look out for the if. Just have a look for the if. Read the if in there because it's very small, but it's very powerful. Do not underestimate the if. Now, I apologise in advance because you're never going to be able to forget this sermon. And it's one of those ones that just sticks with you, especially when you've got visuals, because we humans, we just we remember stuff like that. But I'm hoping that this might stretch you to believe for more, that this might actually stretch you to go, wow, that's why I haven't been seeing fruit in my life because I forgot about the if. I forgot about the obedience. I forgot about listening. I forgot about running to Him. I forgot about being open and obeying and having faith. And I forgot about some of the most important clauses in Scripture, and that is the if. It's interesting to look at the gospel with conditions. 
because we so often preach and teach and say that it, God is free and, and anyone can come to Him, and that's true. But there is that one condition, and that's the condition of our heart. The condition of our heart. If we are willing, if we are hungry, if we will lay down our pride, if we will seek after Him. Let's read some others. Galatians 6, 9 is probably one of the more powerful ones. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. Many people have not reaped the harvest of their life because they grew weary. They gave up. They gave up on Jesus. They gave up on the Lord. It was too hard. Church is too weird. It's just, you know, there's too many things going on that I don't agree with or I do agree with or, you know, whatever. The pastor doesn't wear socks or, you know, there's so many things. This is a big issue. I've noticed for, for the older generation men, the amount of, co- I've never had so much feedback in my preaching as about no socks. So it's a real issue you need to let go of. <laughs> Maybe you're harboring something. Need to just let it go. What do you reckon, Russ? Yeah? Russ, he's nearly moving toward that. Hey, hey, very nice. Really nice. Nice. Bit of a tan wouldn't go astray. But anyway. <laughs> All right, John eleven forty. Let's move on to the next one. Jesus said to her, "Did I not say to you that you believe you will see the glory of God? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you seek the truth of Jesus, you will find it. If you seek healing, He promises healing. Now it may take some time, and He may tell you to do some things and to live a different lifestyle and operate in faith and belief, but it will come about." And so there's many ifs that have requirements of our conditional heart, our openness, our freedom, our free will, our hunger, our thirst for righteousness is another one. Second Chronicles 7.14. Then my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Here's, here's the thing in, in modern day circles. We've taken this passage as meaning if you can gather a minimum of 20,000 people and put them in a stadium and call it unity and sing the same songs and do some prayers with different leaders from different churches, then hopefully revival will fall on that city. And we've totally sold out. We've totally sold out to the real meaning of this. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Believe me, we go along, we champion, we believe in those things. But that is only scratching the surface of what it's actually talking about. That's our idealistic way of seeing God move. And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But if we read it with the eyes of the kingdom of God, with people all over the earth in impoverished nations and wealthy nations and places they can't get to, they can't organize religion or crusades or conferences, then what he's talking about is a condition of our hearts. It's all about the condition of our hearts. And there's a big if involved with our heart posture. 
And so it's not about an event. It's not about the way you look or the way you sound or the things you do. It's about the if, the condition of your heart. Am I willing? Am I hungry? Am I thirsting after righteousness and truth and hope and love? And am I pursuing those things? It's so easy to see in other areas of life. I'll take business, for example. There are so many simple things that people can do in business to be more successful. And I do some mentoring with some guys. And it's so easy for me. I, you know, I go to their business or factory or whatever it is. And I sit in the chair. And within an hour, I've downloaded everything I know and just blasted them. And they're normal, normally cross-eyed. And it's like, what? How am I going to do all that stuff? But it's so easy because there's so many simple practical ifs. And then sometimes when it comes to our spirituality, We get rid of the ifs and we just hope God will sovereignly do everything for us. Now, for a good Calvinist, that's good theology, but it's not practical. Because God has our participation in the kingdom as well. He doesn't just blast us with everything. We're not just robots. As much as the future looks like robots, humanity and heartbeat are going to be very, very powerful currencies in the next generation. And people are searching after spirituality that's real. They're searching after spirituality that's real. It's a great testimony that we watched this morning of that lady because, you know, she said she hated Christians and all this. So she probably didn't hate Christians. She was probably just disappointed in the version of Jesus that she was seeing in people. And so many people are like that. They're disappointed because it falls short of what they picture. If God's in you, shouldn't you look different? Shouldn't you sound a little bit different? Shouldn't you have a, a, an atmosphere about you? And have you ever said to someone, uh, you know, been somewhere and maybe they're into the new age and they say, oh, I like your aura, you know? And, uh, and, and you know, we used to get all offended at that. Oh, don't, don't, don't say aura around me. Don't go into a health shop. They might blow a little whiff of eucalyptus oil in the air and you might get demonic activity happening from aromatherapy. But we've got over a whole lot of those little stupid things, haven't we? And interestingly enough, we're reclaiming a lot of that stuff for the kingdom because the king gave us that stuff. And so all of, all of what we're after and what the world is after is to see a real God with real power, real love in real people. And so I'm going to finish with this for the fastest one I've done this year. Is that okay? You behave yourselves. <laughs> Galatians 6, 7 says this. Do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. Do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. There is justice in the kingdom of heaven. And He displays His justice on the earth. And it says, you will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always have. This is sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. What are you sowing? What words are you sowing around you with people around you? What thoughts are you sowing? What actions are you sowing? Because they're all creating a harvest in your life. And many a good motivational speaker these days has taken this verse and put their name on it, but it's not theirs. It's the King's. Jesus came up with it first. He's the originator of what you sow, you reap. He's the originator of generosity. 
He's the originator of truth. He's the originator of hope and destiny. And so many preach about this stuff and speak about this stuff. Jesus Christ is the ultimate source of this stuff. And so when we recognise around our life, what am I harvesting? What am I harvesting? What, what is coming back on me? Is there blessing chasing me down? Are there promises coming at me? Or is there confusion and strife and toxicity? Then we've got to look at what we're sowing out. What are we sowing out? Maybe in our thoughts, maybe in our time, maybe, maybe with our bodies. There is ramifications for that. And maybe with our people and our relationships and our businesses or our careers in all of these different arenas. What are we sowing? We want to be sowing good seed. We want to be sowing kingdom seed. We want to be sowing positive thoughts, positive speech. It's interesting that um, over the years, we've recognized more and more, and I remember Karen said it to me years ago, actually, um, that when people come to you and speak bad of someone else, remember, they'll do it about you. And I remember when she first said that, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, and uh, I remember thinking, no, I don't think that's true. I mean, they're very nice to me. <laughs> and I, I just couldn't believe that about them. Sure enough, a few months down the track, you know, Chinese whispers gets back. Oh, no, yes, they are. Remember that. People will assess whether they can trust you on how you speak about other people. And when they offend you, how are you going to handle that offense? Can you handle it? Now, there's a right and wrong way to deal with that. But griping and groaning and criticizing and moaning and being toxic is not the way to do it because you're going to reap it. If that's the way we act, we're going to reap it. This, you cannot mock the justice of God. It's a powerful verse, isn't it? So we want to be sowing blessing. Even this week, write it on your back of the toilet door or the mirror or something like that. I want to sow blessing. Because who doesn't want to reap blessing? Who doesn't want to reap hope and truth and life and destiny and good relationships and a vibrancy that comes from only the kingdom of heaven? Then we've got to be sowing it. We've got to be sowing it because there is an if even in the kingdom. But it's a powerful if because it's a key to opening the door to the blessings of God. And so I want to pray that over us and decree that over us today. Let's stand because you just need to stand. And Lord, we thank you that your promises are yes and amen. And we thank you that you never lie. You never change. You are always the same. You are in charge. You are in control. You are all powerful, all knowing and ever present. And you desire that all would come to know you. That's your heart, Lord. And we pray today that you would strip away any doubts and fears and restrictions that we have put on you, we've put on ourselves, we've put on other people, areas where we haven't listened to the justice of God. We've gone against those promises. We've gone against your will. We haven't been obedient. We haven't been in faith. And we let go of those things today. We hear your word to our hearts, Lord, and we take it, we take it seriously. And so, Lord, I ask today that you would renew in us, you renew in us a fresh understanding, a fresh understanding of what it means to release 
by the power of your word and the ifs to release that blessing on our lives. So today, Lord, we sow blessing. We sow blessing even on those who curse us. We sow blessing on those who have hurt us. We sow blessing on those who have, who have really damaged relationships. Lord, we sow blessing today. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to be carriers of your hope and your destiny and your truth. Lord, we take your word seriously and we thank you that your word says, if we will seek you, we will find you. If we will seek you, we will find you. If you want to know Jesus today, just seek him. It's easy. You just have to ask him. Yield, let go of your pride, let go of other things and just say, Jesus, I need you. And he'll come into your life and he will begin to change everything. He will ha- you will have a connection to God the Father like never before. You will have eternal life. So I encourage you even right now, if you don't know Jesus in this room, then get to know him. Ask him into your life right now. You just have to say, Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, I want to connect with you. Jesus, I want my life connected with you. Come and, come and make your home in me today. And He will do that just as you pray. He hears your prayer. He hears your prayer. And then once you've done that, I want you after the service to to come and tell me or come and tell a friend or something like that so we can give you some materials, so we can give you some stuff to get you connected and reading the Word of God and really built up in the faith. And Lord, we just thank you for your promises. We thank you for your promises. Lord, I just release blessing over our people today. Your blessing. Lord, as we choose to listen to your word, as we humble ourselves, as we pray, as we seek your face, as we hunger and thirst after righteousness, Lord, I pray you would release blessing. You would release healing. You would release life and virtue and power and even upgrades for 2020. Lord, that you'd open doors that no man could open, that you would release blessing because we're sowing blessing. Lord, I thank you for each one. I pray your covering and your blessing, your protection and your promotion upon us in Jesus' name. Amen.